is Digital Marketer. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely. And if you've been around DM for a while, you've surely talked to, gotten advice from, or heard about our incredible guest today, Dave Albano. He's the founder of Joza Marketing, one of our elite coaches. And today we dug into high ticket offers and even more exciting, raising your prices. Take a breath. I know what I just said was both exciting and a little scary, but let me just say you're worth it. In this episode, Dave explains how he was able to do it and why you should at least consider raising your prices. We even learn a little math along the way. So if you sell high ticket, you're in the right place. Take a listen. Dave, hello. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. Hey, Jenna. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited to be here today. I am very excited about this conversation because we haven't talked about it at all ever on this podcast. And uh, I know it's a thing that people battle with in their minds, you know, like raising prices is really scary. And I, I think there's a lot of like imposter syndrome inside of it. And then also just there's so much going on right now that people might be scared to to do it. So yeah, there's just so much here and I'm excited to dive in with you. Absolutely. And I, I love talking about high ticket in general. That's that's my jam. That's my whole business model, which I'm sure we'll we'll get into. So yeah, really, really excited about that. Yeah. Well, before we kick everything off, can you just in your own words tell us a little bit about who you are? what you do, and why you care. Why I care. My goodness. Okay. My name's Dave Albano, and I run a a small boutique uh, marketing agency up here in Canada. I'm based out of Calgary, Alberta, and originally from Ontario, Toronto, Niagara Falls area, and love it there, but I moved out west for my passion of the mountains. For me, it's all about the lifestyle, and I live in the shadow of the Canadian Rockies, and it's gorgeous here. I'm actually a high-altitude climber in my my spare time when I'm not uh, helping uh, businesses other businesses grow their business and I love that and I have the whole Rockies as my playground to to climb some of the the bigger boys but I actually started out way back in my undergrad when I got my undergrad degree in psychology social psychology actually and I did my honors thesis in goal setting and motivational theory because I love to know what makes people tick And that's all marketing is. And I just carried that on through and then ended up getting uh, my MBA. And now I help, like I say, other businesses grow their business, mainly through digital marketing, online marketing, and been part of the digital marketer family like forever and a day, been around for many, many years. Love you guys. Way before me. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I predate a lot of the current digital marketer staff, actually. Yeah. Well, what I kind of want to just off the bat, off the top of my dome is the fact that you have a degree in something that helps people climb mountains, basically. It's like something you're interested in doing. And, you know, you have, you've done, did this huge thesis on how to set goals and how to reach, you know, kind of a metaphoric peak. So I, You've got like all the all the stuff in your arsenal. It's it's absolutely fantastic for me personally because I get to use my degrees, both my degrees. One's a business degree, one's a psych or slash marketing degree of sorts, right? 
and I get to use them every single day of my life and in, in my career in helping others. So I'm very passionate about that, very excited about that. And I know a lot of people go through, you know, college or uni and they end up getting a degree in something that they never use. Right. So I'm very fortunate to, to be able to do that. But then I've married it. You're right. I climb like the, the figurative and literal mountains. So I, have, I do climb yeah. the, the literal mountains. I actually used to conduct what I call mountain masterminds, where I would take my clients physically, I would invite them to the Rockies, or actually I've done this out in Vail, Colorado. I've been out, invited out there to conduct these where I'll physically take someone up or a group of a team up a physical mountain and teach wow. them the climbing methodologies to successfully navigate up to the top and then along the way, teach them the, the business lessons of doing so. Actually, just for Digital Marketer, I did a, an internal training for you guys on what I called lessons from the, from the summit and how to, and it, it's been called like a mini MBA in a day and mm-hmm. how there's so many parallels and analogies from climbing physical mountains to climbing the, the figurative ones. And we have those just in life in general, let alone business. I love that. Well, Let's climb some mountains today. All right. right. See what summits we can scale. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the first question I want to ask you, Dave, is how would we define high ticket so that, you know, the the listener now knows exactly who we're talking to and what we're talking about? What what are those tiers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fantastic question. And, And to some extent, it does depend on the industry. Like if you're a plastic surgeon, for example, by nature, like think of, you know, some of those things that we encounter in life, services that we need in life, whether it's lawyers, doctors, dentists, uh, plastic surgeons, those are all the kind of high ticket things, things in the thousands of dollars, right? Or even like a a roofer or HVAC, right? Those are all, you know, HVAC might be more mid ticket, like when you're talking like a furnace or or a hot water replacement, that could be like maybe 1500 or 2500 bucks in that range, that would be more like a mid ticket. Anything beyond that, when you get, you know, $5,000 and above, then you're starting to get into the realm of high ticket, certainly in the realm of 10,000 and above. And that's the area that I like to play in. Okay. And I know you probably didn't, you know, graduate college and immediately start charging high ticket prices. How, how did you get there? Jenna, I came out of the womb making $100,000 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> No, certainly not. There is, it was a long drawn out process. We all have to learn how to crawl before we can walk and walk before we can run. So how did I get there? So I actually started my career in IT, actually information technology. I was an IT consultant consulting with uh, big fortune 500 companies. So I was kind of like a body shop in that regard where I was just, you know, just still trading time for dollars. And that was like fairly, you know, it was, it was pretty good money right out of college, like, you know, $100 an hour or so in the business analysis or project management world. And I'm going to date mm-hmm. myself here because I don't know, this will be a good, uh, good test for you, Jenna, because I got a quite, a, oh. quite, quite, quite a few years on you. Do you know what Y2K is a reference to? What's Y2K mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, the, what it stands for, but I, I think you're going to hate this. I was in... <laughs> I think sixth or seventh grade when Y2K happened. Okay. So for for maybe some of our younger millennials who don't know what Y2K is, Y2K is a reference to the year 2000. That's what Y2K is. So Y, the number two, and then K for 2000. And Y2K, back in in the day, (laughs) before 
when computers were first originated in the 50s, of course, it was the 1900s. So they didn't anticipate the turnover from a 19 to a 2-0 in front when the, when the millennia changed, <laughs> the millennium. So all the computers were hard-coded with 19XX for the year, whatever the year was. And so Y2K, there was this big hysteria that the entire planet was going to crash because we're all automated and running on computers by the year 2000. <laughs> and so there was massive, massive projects built to overhaul all the computer systems so that they could handle the switch over in year that was hard-coded from 1900s into the year 2000. So that's what Y2K was. So, and that's where I date myself because I actually, that's when I did my MBA prior to that in with, with an IT stream because I foresaw that coming, that need in the marketplace. Wow. And so I positioned myself to take advantage of that opportunity with Y2K coming up. And it's not too often where you can literally foresee, you know, what's going to happen in the future or this, this demand there. Mm -hmm. And literally people were afraid that airplanes were going to fall out of the sky and people are going to be stuck in elevators and all kinds of craziness. Traffic lights would stop working at the flip of the switch when the, the year 2000, you know, flipped over at, at midnight on, on New Year's. So anyway, I positioned myself to take advantage of that opportunity in computer systems. So I became a project manager in that. And I actually, so I would say that's how I originally got into the industry, into IT anyway. That's crazy, by the way. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a crazy time. And then I kind of, you know, cut my chops with a couple, a uh, couple projects and then ended up working with, we have Bell Canada up here, which is one of our major telcos, like your Verizon mm. or AT&T. Back in the day, they had a major partnership with Microsoft back in the day. And it was 2003, again, dating myself here. So this was just after Y2K, after I had some experience under my belt. And it was year 2000. And Bell and Microsoft had a major partnership to roll out the world's largest internet portal of its time. And I worked with the internet division of Bell Canada. And it was the largest internet portal of its time with over 2 million users. Now, Facebook's a little bigger. However, for back in 2003, it was a pretty big deal. I mean, I was, yeah, I was that's one of the, pretty robust. Yeah, I was one of the uh, project managers to, to roll the largest, one of the, or the largest internet portal of its time. That's super cool. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I got uh, <laughs> decades of experience under my belt in both the, the corporate and now the more the small business and entrepreneurial world. Yeah. And at, at what point did you kind of break out into your own thing? How, when when did Joza start? Was Joza first? No, it wasn't. That's a great question because my IT and corporate career was first. I never worked really full-time for a corporation. I always kind of outsourced myself as a consultant because it was much more, mm. much more lucrative. And I could, if I didn't like a project or a company, I could, you know, after the project move on and get another one. So I had uh, much more control that way. And I was more mm -hmm. entrepreneurial uh, in general, even though I was inserting myself into a corporate environment. So what made me break out was that very thing, the corporate environment. For me, it was like too stale and they just mm. moved glacially slow. And oftentimes they were like dinosaurs with very old school thinking, not very innovative, didn't move quick enough. And it really stifled me. 
And mm-hmm. so once I got some experience under my belt, some creativity and knew some ropes around the business, I broke out on my own first as a, a consultant, and then it morphed into what is now Joza Marketing. And for those who don't know or haven't heard of that, Joza, it's J-O-Z-A. I'm up here in Canada. So us and the Brits and the Aussies, we all say Z. So J-O-Z-A for our American friends. <laughs> and people will say, well, what the heck is Joza stand for? What does that mean? And it's actually, a, I love, I, I got two boys. They're teenagers now. I love my boys to death. And their names are Joshua and Zachary. So it's a concatenation of the first two letters of each of their names. So it makes it unique. I didn't know that. Yeah, most people don't, but it it creates a story, which is memorable. So that's how people can remember it easily. And it has very deep personal meaning to me, of course. And I always encourage people to, that's part of my why. And I always encourage people to try and bake that into uh, their, their business model if they can. It's it's memorable and it was an easy domain name to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that that first business name is kind of like a kind of like a tattoo. Right, you picked a good one. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. And it's yeah. short and punchy. The only thing I didn't consider is, especially in the the southern states market or Hispanic markets, J is pronounced with an H, like in the Hispanic market. So a lot of people say right. Jose if they're not familiar with it. So one thing I didn't quite consider, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, so at what point did you kind of realize, like, while you were doing this consulting business, Dave? When did you start charging higher ticket? And when did you experience that first like little little nudge to raise your prices? What was that like? Well, it was really nice because when I was in the consulting world, I was kind of, you know, I was, I was making a, a pretty penny. I was making, you know, a hundred bucks, sometimes $120 an hour, depending on the, on the gig. And so that gave me confidence of a sense of self-worth, right? And mm. to build that confidence. And then when I broke out on my own, I started, you know, small, relatively small. I, I started more mid-ticket, if you will. So one of my flagship offerings, my core service at the time, was two-day strategy sessions. I'm a, a very good, I'm going to, you know, do my own horn here a little bit, but I'm an excellent strategist. Okay. And I have a lot of business mm-hmm. experience to draw from, which makes me so. So I offer these two-day strategy sessions to my clients where they would fly me in and uh, do a real deep dive into their business. I'd meet the team. I'd learn about their their environment, their office environment that they were working in. And really, you know, kick the tires and look under the hood, right? And see how I could, could help them and, and improve. And at that time, I was charging 2500 bucks for a two-day session. And that's when I was first starting out. And to rave reviews, I got outstanding testimonials and fantastic feedback about the process. And usually they went on to, to buy my other products and services after the initial two-day session. So I said, hmm, well, let's see what the market can bear. And I always, because I always, always carried a, quite a bit of, of confidence, but as I'm starting out, I want to test the waters, test the market, see what it could withstand. So once I did that a few times, I said, okay, well, let's try and increase our prices. And because I do believe in, always believe in high ticket, so I have to practice what I preach. So I doubled it to 2,000 to 5,000 and it sold at the same rate. I had no pushback wow. from it whatsoever. And I said, well, well, that was easy. And for the exact same <laughs> service delivery, the exact same time investment, my time investment, well, let's try this again. And I bumped it up another 2,500 bucks. So now these sessions were, these two day sessions were going for 7,500 bucks. And I said, huh, 
well, there's no pushback from that either. Let's keep on going. So now I charge 10,000 for that same two-day session, still to rave reviews, still the huge value for the feedback that I receive. And I still get hired out of those sessions for even further work. And Mm. to be honest, it could probably uh, withstand even more increases. I could probably go up to 15 or even 20,000. So that is true, high ticket. But then I upsell my other services off of that. So I intentionally capped it at 10,000. So they wouldn't be so resistant to further work beyond that. Yeah, I think that's an important note too, because it's kind of, you know, this is almost like an entry entry point offer. <laughs> exactly. You know, for, for high ticket. It's an entry point offer for high ticket. That's exactly what it is. And that's how I consider it, because that is splintered off of my bigger body of work. And that's just them, you know, tipping their toe in, in my waters, so to speak. And, yeah. I, I, and I always believe in over-delivering in value. So by keeping it intentionally small or capped at 10000 I know I'm actually going to deliver more value than that, which makes them exceedingly happy and helps with the upsell process. Yeah. And I love that you confirmed like this is an entry point offer just because my mind is almost like, wait, those are usually like $7. <laughs> so it's yeah. that kind of thing that you you know, you have to wrap your mind around a little bit. And I know that a lot of high ticket consultants or other service providers are, are probably like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, free consultations or, you know, your initial, like what I can't even think of other thing, other kinds of businesses. God, <laughs> well, but you're right. Typically, I'm a digital marketer. What am I doing? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's a digital marketer podcast. Come on. But that <laughs> is very common in the, the digital marketer space or in the infopreneur space mm-hmm. to sell these low ticket items, which are known as entry point offers for seven bucks or maybe up to even like 20 bucks, 20 bucks and under is uh, a standard entry point offer price. And now we're positioning this as what ten thousand, Dave, is an entry point offer for high ticket. Yeah, it is uh, because you can. There's so much more room beyond that, and it's not for everyone. My uh, clientele is very defined in terms of whether they can afford me or not. And you mm-hmm. mentioned the free strategy sessions. That's another form of entry point offer, which I actually offer too. Like if you went to my my website, you would see that I offer free strategy sessions. But yeah they have to jump through some hoops before they can get on my calendar. I, I pre-qualify them to ensure they're the right people that I want to talk to instead of wasting both of our times, people who, who can't afford me or they can't use or appreciate my services. That makes sense. Quick question just on the, on the raising of the prices. Were you testing this with only new customers or did you also do this with people that you've already worked with? Yeah, no, it was mainly new because the people I already worked with, I had already given them the two-day strategy mm-hmm. session, right? So this was for new two-day strategy session takers. So I continually ratcheted up the price. And at the same time, I was ratcheting up my the price of my back-end offer for the same people too. So I kind of double-dipped that way. and yeah. But again, still added massive value and it was win-win for everyone. And, and I believe in not just win-win, I believe in the triple win. It's got to be win for them. It's got to be win for me. And primarily, my most important focus, it's got to be a win for their customers. If I can make it a win for their, my clients' customers, then everyone wins just by default. That's awesome. I love that you include them. They're important. 
Well, absolutely. Everyone thinks you go into business just to make money. But no, we actually affect lives. We add transformational value. And my tagline for the business actually is uh, building businesses that make a difference in the world. Because that's who I love partnering with. And I really do consider it a partnership when people hire my company for our services because I love the grassroots level. I love helping the little guy, the, the small, medium business, the mom and pop shop, right, who have made it to a certain level on their own. I typically work with, you know, million dollar uh, annual revenue businesses and above those are the ones who can afford me and those who I can help the most because they're already mm. established, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really exciting for me that way. And when I can help another company scale, what does that mean for them? It means they have to hire more employees. They are able to offer their employees a better salary. And by default, I'm literally helping local economies grow. And I'm helping people put food on their table and roofs over their heads. I'm helping them pay down their mortgage. I get so passionate about that. And it's really moving to me. And for me, it's the exponential effect that I'm passionate about as well. I can help people one-on-one, for example, but when I work one to many as in a company and help their employees grow, we all grow together. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely awesome. And I was feeling a little emotional as you were talking about it because I mean, yeah, why else would, would we partner together and why else, you know, would I want to work for a company like digital marketer? And it's exact same reason why, you know, you want to partner with us and we want to partner with you and Ah, okay. <laughs> right? And that's why, like, literally, b- between us, you as digital marketer and me as Joza Marketing, that's why we've had such a great marriage together, for lack of a, a better term, right? We've had mm-hmm. a fantastic partnership. Yes, we're, we're friends of each other, but I've been in the DM family forever. And like I said, I predate a, a lot of you, <laughs> even, yeah. you know, people who I predated, like people who have already you know, left the company. <laughs> yeah. But it's been a fantastic marriage. It's been a great win for me. I think it's, you know, been a pretty good uh, win for you. And I'm friends I'd say with, so. yeah, and I'm friends with all of you, including, you know, Ryan himself and Richard and Roland and all the executive team and know everyone by name. And yeah, I love you guys. Yeah. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Well, I want to want to dig into why someone should even think about raising their prices because I, I think we got some good stuff on just like how you tried it out, how you saw that there was no pushback, found the value and, and you, you know, made, made the moves and made it happen. And I know there are people listening that are like, that's great for you. I don't see why I would do that. Can you give them a little guidance on that? Absolutely. And again, it's a fantastic question. And there's, there's a few ways I'm going to answer this. So people ask why, 
I would counter that with, why not? What do you have to lose, right? You have everything to gain. And people are afraid to raise their prices because they think they're going to lose customers. That's what, it, that's the rhetorical question that's in there, right? Oh, well, I'm going to lose my customers or the rhetorical answer, I guess. And nothing ventured, nothing gained. And I've gained a lot out of this process. And when you raise prices, you know what it does to you? It mm. boosts your confidence. It boosts your self-esteem. It lets others know that you're worth it. And the value you charge is directly proportional to how you value yourself. Mm. That's a writer downer. Let me repeat that. The value you charge is directly proportional to how you value yourself. If you don't think you're worth it, you're not going to charge high. I know I'm worth it. In fact, I over deliver on my services. And that's why I have tons of repeat customers and lots of referrals and lots of recurring clients and all that stuff. But those are a couple of reasons, right? So why? Well, why not? Uh, two, it will boost your self-esteem and your bank account. <laughs> and let me try and paint a, a numerical picture for you. Mm -hmm. So for this, you're going to have to know, and your, your metrics are key. You should know your numbers, but you should know what your, your present profit margin is. So write that down. For those of you listening, write down your profit margin or get out a, a, a pad and pencil kind of thing. We're going to walk you through a little exercise here. So if you know your margin, let's say it's 20%. Let's say you're making a uh, 20% uh, gross margin on your products and services. And let's say you only increase your prices by a paltry 2%. It's nothing. No one even would sneeze at that. That's like not even tax, right? <laughs> Sales tax. Your sales, if you have a 20% margin and you raise your prices by 2%, your sales have to decline by a full 9%, almost two full digits in order to keep the same gross profit. Hmm. Okay. Now check this out. And the higher your margin is, the lesser that, that number is, the better it is, the better we're all off. Let's say at the same 20% margin, let's say you increased your price by 20%, 10 times the amount uh, I just stated previously. So you got a 20% margin. Let's say you increase your prices by 20%. Your sales would have to drop by half, a full wow. 50%. If you just bumped up your prices by 20, it's crazy. Wow. The numbers do the math guys, take those examples and, and think, run it through. If you increased your prices by 30%, your sales would have to decline by 60% to keep the same 20% margin. That's, that's incredible. Why, right. That that's why you risk virtually nothing. Your sales would have to plummet so tumultuous to even make a dent in your gross profit. And it's not what we make after all, it's what we keep. That's why we focus on a profit number. That is the main reason why. You can do it. You can do it relatively risk-free, safely, and pad your pockets. So once again, I ask, why not? <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of want to pause and let, you know, if you if you did a little bit of math there, did some thinking, I want you to answer in your head. Like, is there another reason why not? I don't, 
I don't know if there is. <laughs> um, and, and you know what I'm going to do, Jenna? I, I've been meaning to build this. There's a, a little uh, calculator to do all those percentages. So mm. I'm going to build one for your listeners and put it on my site and they can go uh, grab it there to, to do this so they don't have to do the mental exercise. They can literally super awesome. plug, it, plug in what their present margin is, say how much they want to increase their price by, and it'll spit out how much your sales must decline in order to keep the same amount of profit. So that's so that cool. That's so generous. Thanks future Dave. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. It's, it's not there yet. I'll have to build it for you. But as we were talking it through, I said, yeah, that's a great way to, to show people the, the why and why they would want to do that. Yeah. So y'all listening now, I'm sure he's got it done. So check the show notes and we'll have that link for you. As soon as it's ready, we'll have that calculator link. Click on it. Go do some go do some math without having to do work. <laughs> that's the best kind of math, <laughs> and well, math and you don't have to the, do. Absolutely, and that's one of the best things you can offer to your your clients, whether it's B two C or B two B, is a high value, especially when it comes to speed and automation. Ryan often talks about that, and mm-hmm. this is a, a way to to get to some of those percentage answers quicker for you. Yeah, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Oh, the the reason. Some people may have had to take a risk on their entrepreneurial journey before maybe they were ready this year. The reason some people might need to be raising prices, the reason why some people might be scared to raise their prices. Let's talk about how you were affected and how your clients were affected when the pandemic hit and how that affects raising prices. That Well, that's actually some additional reasons why you would want to raise prices in the first place is because you can have that rainy day fund for when the next pandemic hits, right? You can be prepared and have an emergency fund to, if you end up losing clients because of a global crisis or some unforeseen event like we're currently going through, right? And it helps your your existing clients if you're uh, adding that much value to them in the first place. So that's mm-hmm. that's one thing. Another thing is like what I did was it was mine affected? Absolutely, because I'm up here in Canada and virtually 100% of my clientele is in the States. Now, remember my business model. I was doing two day strategy sessions where my clients would fly me down to the States, and now I can't do that anymore. The borders are closed. I could go, but then I have to self quarantine for you know a two week period back in Canada and blah, blah, blah. So all of that has dried up. So I had to pivot just like everyone else. And the way I did that was, yes, I started to offer them virtually, but there's no real takers, especially if they didn't know me. Some people did. But then what I did instead was offer, and I was doing this kind of in my back-end offer before the pandemic, and I just repositioned my offerings to make my main service as a front end offer. And my main service, the main thing that I sell primarily high ticket is my fractional CMO services. So we all know mm-hmm. about the CEO, the COO, the CFO, even the CIO, all the C level suites, right? But people tend to forget about the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer. Mm-hmm. And a fractional CMO is the fractional part comes from actually the the timeshare industry. When you buy a fraction of a condo, an apartment that you can go visit for two weeks of the year in Mexico, for example, and you buy a piece of it. Well, 
the same can be said of a fractional CFO exists out there too, where there's part-time CFOs and same thing. We actually had a Vinnie Fisher on. Oh, there you go. He's all over that. (laughs) Another friend of DM. I love Vinnie. He's awesome. So, yeah, so, and what a great time for it too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so a fractional CMO, it's the same idea. It's for those companies that either can't afford or don't need a full-time in-house CMO. So they can hire my services out where I'll embed myself into their company. I work directly with their teams on a regular basis and we uh, build and strategize and roll out their campaigns for them, so on and so forth. And just by doing that, I was able to actually increase my my cash flow, increase my overall revenue, just by pivoting and positioning my back-end offer into the front-end offer. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I'm curious, do you do you think just just while we're, you know, kind of off the cuff here, do you think that's something that could work for any kind of business, like including like different kinds of products and stuff? I, I think it can. I think it's always good to test. You'll definitely want to test that. But if you're burying your high ticket offer in an online sales funnel, for example, where they can't get to it until you know they they opt into a lead magnet and then an entry point offer and then your core offer until they finally get to the profit maximizer, the big thing that, that you really want to sell. Absolutely. Try positioning that at the front end and see what happens. Don't forget, mm-hmm. especially in online marketing, we have had this boon and increase in interest in everything virtual because of the pandemic, right? Right. So I deliver my service because I can't travel anymore. All my services are delivered virtually. And look at, like, there's a lot of people who are suffering from the pandemic, but look at the industries that aren't, including everything virtual. Look at Amazon. Look at Zoom. Zoom stock has, you know, shot through the roof since the start of the (laughs) pandemic. And and you and I, as online marketers, we've been using Zoom for years, Mm -hmm. right? But the rest of the world is just caught up with us, right? So when you pivot, you got to look at what's happening in the marketplace and see how you can capitalize or take advantage of the trends, including moving to online. So I think now is the perfect time to try and reposition some of your backend offers into the front end because people are much more adept at buying online now because of the pandemic. Yeah, that's such a good point. People, yeah, they've accelerated their knowledge of digital shopping Exactly. But it's been forced. (laughs) And I keep on thinking more reasons as to why go high ticket. If I can't emphasize it enough, it's just as easy to sell high ticket as it is to sell low ticket. Mm -hmm. So why not sell high ticket? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. And I don't, I don't know if this is, this is just my own thought. This is, I don't know if I'd call it educated opinion. <laughs> You're but, educated, last I checked. Come yeah, on. my educated opinion is, you know, the people who who have money, they still have it. They still, they still want it. to spend it. And if anything, they're hoarding it now because of the mm-hmm. pandemic. They so have nothing it, to spend it on. <laughs> exactly. And they can't go anywhere to spend it yeah. on. They can't travel. So they saved all those, those airline dollars and hotel dollars. Mm-hmm. So the people who have money are hoarding it and have it to spare. So put your high ticket offers in front of them and they're much more likely to take you up on it. Now you got to have the right targeting, of course, if you're looking at, Mm -hmm. you know, online ads and Facebook or Google ads, that kind of thing. But with the targeting so precise now, they're actually easy to find 
And I would absolutely split test that. Split test, let's say you had a, a standard uh, traditional online sales funnel that starts with the lead magnet going into an entry point offer and so forth. Split test instead of driving directly to the lead magnet, why not? Or even to the entry yeah. point offer. Swap out your entry point offer with the high ticket thing you really want to sell. Yeah. And I wouldn't really... be surprised if you're going to get some, some take rate on that. And mm-hmm. even if you don't, even if you sell, let's say you get uh, a thousand eyeballs to that offer and you get one to take it. Well, would you rather have one sale of a five or $10,000 item or lots of little sales of a $7 item? Yeah. Our paid traffic manager, Garrett Hardy, I had him on, you know, it was a few months ago, but he, he had been testing bottom of funnel content at the awareness stage and it was going, it was going really well. So yeah, yeah. you'd be surprised yeah. what, what would take. And it's all comes yeah. down to the metrics and the, and the testing, right? But you don't know mm-hmm. if you don't try. So people ask why I say, why not? You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Yeah. And if you, if you didn't have a reason going into this, <laughs> now you have like five different reasons <laughs> to just do it. <laughs> just freaking do it. Well, Dave, I have one more question before we kind of wrap. We're getting to the the end of the hour. Mm -hmm. But before I ask, I'd love to know where can people reach out to you, find out more about you, have a chat, et cetera, et cetera. What do you want to plug? Tell them everything. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks (laughs) so much for offering that up. Uh, Well, Mm -hmm. I'm always on the Facebooks, of course. So you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Dave Albano, D-A-V-E. A-L-B-A-N-O, Dave Albano. And that is the correct pronunciation of my, my name, by the way. Some, you, you, you nailed it, Jenna, but some people totally butcher it. I get Albino, Albino, Albono, all the variations. It is oh. indeed Albano. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, facebook.com forward slash Dave Albano, all one word. Or you can check me out at my site, josamarketing.com. And that's J-O-Z-A marketing.com. And if you, there's actually a resource page. I always love to add value in advance. So if you go to josephmarketing.com forward slash resources, you'll find a whole bunch of resources that are, are ever expanding there, including some tech resources I like to recommend that I use uh, personally in my business and for my clients. I have some email templates, including one that earned one of our clients $20,000 by sending this one email, a single email. And oh got, my God. Yeah. So I offer that up on my site. I literally call it my $20,000 email template. And if people want to book a call with me, they can. There's a way to uh, book a free strategy session with me. I would reiterate though, it's for those who are qualified. Again, I pre-qualify mm-hmm. uh, the people that I speak to because I don't want to waste anyone's time, including my own. You got to protect your, your own time as well. But if we're not a right fit together and they hop on a call, well, I'm wasting their time too. And that's not fair fair to them. So you can see josemarketing.com. You can book a free strategy session and, and, and talk about high ticket. Like I'm, I'm not cheap. I'm affordably priced, but for only those where it makes sense to do so. Right. So I literally charge a thousand bucks an hour for three hour minimum. And I offer up uh, a half hour of my time in these free strategy sessions. Uh, That's really generous. And, but you do have to apply. It is through an application process and you're only, and feel free to, to go there just to see how the, the process works. And if you're selling high ticket or if you're selling any kind of consulting or coaching at all and offering free strategy sessions, feel free to go there and model it because it 
actually frees up your time and pre-qualifies the people you end up speaking to by allowing them to go through an application process to make sure you're speaking to the right people before they're ever allowed to see my online scheduler to book a call. And it's all automated. I'm all about the automation. I got to practice what I preach. So literally, I'll wake up in the morning and notice that, oh, look, I got a call uh, today, whatever, in pre-arranged time slots that I've pre-selected in my online scheduler. So I only allow certain time slots in my day to fill up. And I get like free leads and, and free meetings all the time that I can then upsell and prove my value prove my worth and they end up becoming clients. And that happens all on autopilot. That's awesome. And I just booked you for an hour. So technically I owe you a few hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But So maybe everyone who listened, just, you know, Venmo, digital marketer, we'll all just, <laughs> we'll all split the bill. Yeah. Dave, my last question for you is if you could go back in time and tell young IT Dave, Anything at all, knowing what you know now, what would you tell him and why? Oh, I would tell him to get off his ass and do it quicker. Do it quicker. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the young Dave, sure, I was full and brimming of confidence, but confidence in my own bubble at the time, right? Mm. The, the current set of you know IT Dave confidence. But would I presuppose that, you know, fast track, you know, 20 years down the road, that would be, you know, charging, you know, 60, 80, 100 grand a year for a high ticket that, that my clients pay me. I couldn't have foreshadowed that in a million years at that time. So I would have told myself to do it quicker because that will build your confidence quicker. And then it becomes a snowball effect. You end up building the momentum to do more and more. And I've always practice this to some extent, I would have done this more as well, is getting outside my own comfort zone. I have a mm. saying that growth is on the other side of fear. And if anyone stalks me on Facebook, you see I do some crazy things out in the wild and in my mountains and high altitude mountaineering and stuff like that. And people say, well, Dave, why do you do that? You could die. And my answer is usually, well, if I don't, I'm dead already. It's my happy place. And I continually put myself in fearful or dangerous situations that I have to work myself out of because that's how I grow. And I would have done a lot more of that a lot sooner when I was younger. Wow. That's super inspiring. And I think it's personally what I needed to hear. So I hope everyone's okay <laughs> with helping me feel supported. Absolutely. And <laughs> right you know, now. I'm always here to support you, Jenna. <laughs> yeah. You're just the best. Thank you. It means a lot to have you on the podcast and just, you know, you've been here for so like just been around for so long and we all love you and so oh. awesome to finally have you on. Well, thanks so much for having me. I've absolutely loved it. And I love serving the community as much as I can. And uh, actually, I just I, something I didn't even mention because it's still fairly new is uh, I just became one of uh, Digital Marketers of the Coaches as well. So that's another way that I'm serving yeah. you guys. And I'd love to see you there if, uh, if you join that program as well. Yeah, that's another way that he can he can help serve you is, you know, if maybe you don't fit the profile of, you know, his his ideal type of client, or, you know, you're just not ready at that stage yet, join Elite. 
Absolutely. Get the coaching you need. There you go. Shameless plug for elite. I'm, I'm in there. All the other elite coaches are in there. Jenna's in there. Ryan's in there and we have a blast together. So it's another way how we've partnered, how we help and learn and grow from each other and support each other. Love what I do. And thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. This was absolutely awesome. And to you listening out there, as always, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.